This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.37. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lee Chui Lin. And we started off the show today by looking at the verdict in the case of Datuk Sri Ahmad Zaid Hamidi, who has been declared innocent of all 40 graft charges in relation to VLN or the foreign visa system. Um, and we were asking you, what are your thoughts on this? How are you feeling about it overall? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at 018 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, we do have this message that's come in from Anil who says, very, very disappointing. I thought that justice in this country had already turned a new leaf. And, you know, Anil, I, I guess to me, I would unpack those things separately, right? Because it's one thing to feel personally disappointed in the outcome, but I don't necessarily think that that then reflects on the justice system as a whole, right? Because we have seen cases in other instances take a different approach. And I guess it's important to approach, uh, to, it's important to look at each new case in its own individual senses and merits, especially in terms of how it was presented, how uh, things unfolded. In this instance, we are yet to see the final judgment, which is going to be due out, uh, available on Monday. Our guest, Pushotaman uh, Puvanindran, earlier spoke about some of the things to look out for, including why it was that the credibility of the three key witnesses was called into, was called into question. So maybe, or rather likely the full judgment is going to be able to provide more insight into today's verdict. But again, if you'd like to share your thoughts, uh, we're talking about the fact that Datuk Sri Ahmad Zaid Hamidi has been cleared of all graft charges in relation specifically to the VLN situation. He does still have 47 charges of criminal breach of trust, graft and money laundering in relation to Yayasan Akalbudi. So send us your thoughts. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we do have. I think, um, let's see, we do have a message that's come in on this though from TIDJ who says, I feel disappointed with the AGC, not the judiciary. And that was a point that was raised earlier by Carl as well, actually, who said that the judge point out that the prosecutor isn't doing good enough. And I don't think it is, I don't think that that was necessarily what was said. What was said was that the prosecution had not proved an element of graft. And our guest earlier also spoke about issues with the charge itself. So, yeah, I mean, again, we're going to have to wait till the full judgment to really see why things turned out the way they did and we'll update you when we get there that number to call again double seven double three two nine hundred. you can send us a voice note or a whatsapp 018-789-8899 tweet us at BFM Radio and now if you'll pardon me it is a Friday it is 5.40 and so for something quite light actually 
for today on Twitter, it's a one-two punch. It's both Twitter and TikTok. So let me take you through the journey. Uh, a tweet has gone viral about the curious case of a police report being lodged over a bad review of Nasi Goreng Pattaya. And that started going viral first on TikTok. So that's how both these social media are involved in the story. Um, it starts with this from Myra, who says, Guys, I'm laughing so hard at this TikTok video. This girl complained about a nasi goreng pattaya from a restaurant tasting bad. And instead of fixing their dish, the restaurant owner lodged a police report. Ha ha ha, reporting to the police because someone said their nasi goreng pattaya tastes bad. And so that resulted in a fair amount of glee, I think, in the responses of equal, I cannot believe this is happening. If you haven't seen the video, it is just of somebody showing her receipt, which shows the name of the restaurant and how much she paid, which I think was $9.50. And uh, the total was $13.50, including delivery charges. And it showed her kind of panning from the receipt to the nasi goreng in question, which to be fair is really egg rice. Like there isn't much going on. I There's no visible protein or vegetables. It, it did look rather bland. And her saying, how is this possible? How did I pay this much for this? And then the next video in this series is of the restaurant owner in question standing outside a police station, holding up a police report and saying, I've lodged a police report. Um, I don't know if she's been notified yet, but when she is, um, I hope that we can take the, the right steps. If not, then I will move on to the next phase. So it's quite a dramatic story, I think, over fried rice, I have to say. It's a strong reaction. And that is coming through in the responses as well. Um, so, for example, both Ahmad and Han are saying the same thing. Um, it's scary to think that the police had no problems taking this report, but instead turn away domestic and sexual abuse cases. And I think that before we get into the, you know, the fun and games of it all, right, that's a really good point. Um, this whole issue of lodging police reports when there is no need for a police report to be lodged is one that has become so entrenched in our political system in particular and in general, that this just feels like the latest example of it, right? Where Sure, if you're unhappy with this, there are other actions that could be taken. But I don't see how lodging a police report is necessarily the healthiest or, in fact, most productive way of going about it. We also have uh, Witherthorn who says, funny, but also Kedai Makan can actually sue, right, if people leave bad reviews. I think that there was a case previously Um too long didn't read. You can get sued. If you're going to leave bad reviews, it's better if you have photo evidence or similar reviews. So we have to fact check that. I'm not absolutely certain um, what this falls under. But this, I think, has become a little bit of an, an urban legend that goes around um, and something that then is exacerbated further, right, by behaviour like this. Uh, Kila Rosli says, maybe that's why certain restaurants have signs like, kalau sedap, bagi tahu kawan, kalau, kalau tak sedap, bagi tahu kami, written. Perhaps complaining about food taste should be done personally with the owner. But I've seen certain owners when receiving complaints from customers, they won't accept them and then they say it's inadjustable. Uh, similarly, we also have Hafiz who says, I think the owner lodge the report for the sake of maintaining the restaurant's reputation. The girl should have just complained to the restaurant but because of the video going viral that made the owner want to file the report. Both of which I think are interesting points because the, the social media element of this is quite crucial. Right? It's not necessarily the same as going on, on Google reviews or 
what have you, Facebook, and, and leaving a response. Instead, it's a personal statement on a video, although that is also protected in its own way, right? It's just my opinion about a personal experience. However, I think the element of anything being able to go viral does to a degree change the conversation. There's also no, there's also no way of really saying that she didn't complain personally, right? So so there is all that in place. Miro says, ha ha ha, so after this, when eating at a restaurant and the food is bad, do we just have to swallow it? We can't complain or the owner will make a police report, which I hope is not the case. I think this is a one-off. Um, but let us know, do you generally leave honest reviews of food? And how do you think restaurants should respond to bad reviews? We're talking about this today because of a... Basically, a police report being lodged over a bad review of a nasi goreng pataya that went viral on TikTok. So, yeah, the question again, do you generally leave honest reviews of food? How should restaurants respond to bad reviews? That number to call, 7733-2900. You can WhatsApp and voice note us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish fraudulent manoeuvres, BFM. 89.9. BFM 89.9. It is 5.52. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and we're looking back now on messages that we've been getting throughout the show today. We started off by talking about the... The clearing of AMNO President Datuk Sri Ahmad Zaid Hamidi of all graft charges in relation to the foreign visa system. We've been asking you for your thoughts on this and we've got a couple. Um, we were also discussing what to do when you eat bad food <laughs> or rather the repercussions that can happen when you leave a bad review or you create a bad review of food and uh, you know the owner of the restaurant then goes and files a police report which is something that has actually happened and that's what we were discussing on today on Twitter and asking you do you generally leave honest reviews of food how should restaurants respond to bad reviews because i don't think this is it you can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. whatsapp and voice note us 018-789-8899 tweet us at bfm radio so on the subject of the nasi goreng that was that has now spawned a police report. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, we've got Nish who says, the nasi goreng looked like white rice with egg, which is true. That's what I was trying to get at. Thank you for summing it up because there was just nothing else. There was no other colour or shape or, or anything. It was really just that. Um, Boyi says, so what? Now we can launch a police report as we're being forced to eat soul-killing nasi goreng? We're going to keep abuse our consumer right pula, which is... I, you know, that's the thing, right? We don't want to reach that point. Ideally, when you eat some, when you order something that you're not happy with and you, you talk about it on social media or you leave a review, the aim here should be for a response in kind, right? From the, from the restaurant, whether it is a defense of their food, which is fine, um, or an apology or at least a say, saying that they're going to improve. You know, there are ways to go about it, I think, that don't have to result in, in a police report being made. Uh, Owen says, so petty, report proper report proper crime, as you say. And yeah, so this is a broader thing, right? Um, obviously, in this instance, no police report should have been filed. But in general, I, I think that we just need to start not filing police reports when no crime has been committed or when there's really no need. What has happened to you is not something that that you need to go to a police station over. For example, being offended is not a reason to go to a police station. You know, there, there are lots of things I think that we could resolve better just between people. Um, 
Anonymous, though, is weighing in on the subject of reviewing food, saying, how do we judge if the food is good or bad? There's no standard for judging if the food is tasty or otherwise. Some people might say, oh, it's superb, but some may say, oh gosh, it's a total disaster. There's nothing we use to measure it. Food comes down to personal preference and taste. Thus, I will just leave comments like fast delivery or not bad. Anonymous, I find this so interesting, partly because I have pretty strong feelings about whether or not food is tasty or 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 not. Doesn't mean I will always leave a review, but I have to say that when I look at reviews of restaurants or, or whatever, whether it's on the food delivery services or if I'm going in person, I do keep a lookout for the reviews of the actual food itself and accept, of course, that there might be a great degree of variability in terms of personal preference. But I mean, food criticism, right, is built restaurant criticism is built almost entirely on the idea that there is such a thing as good food, bad food. I, I don't know. I find it useful to le- to read reviews. Um, so yeah, although of course knowing fast delivery or not bad is also helpful. VJ says, the best thing is not to do anything and don't go back to the shop anymore. If everyone does that, the owner would have a wake-up call and self-reflect. That's fair. Although I suppose leaving a review could therefore then be seen as an extra step of being helpful, right? Because you're actually trying to tell somebody, hey, I'm not going to come back, but this is why. And then it really is up to the restaurant owner to take it in the spirit in which it's offered. So yeah, let us know. Do you generally leave honest reviews of food and how should restaurants respond to bad reviews? You can call us, you can WhatsApp and voice note 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Quickly circling back though to uh, Zaid Hamidi, we have Mizi who says, does it mean he can't be sued again if there is fresh evidence or if the case is rebuilt to be stronger? So the prosecution has 14 days to to appeal um, but they said they will study the judgment of the trial that is going to be out on Monday before deciding whether to do that or not so that's what the AG has said Mizi uh, hope that helps keep those thoughts coming and after the six o'clock news today, we're going to be talking about Manifesto Rakyat or uh, following on from yesterday's discussion about the timing of GE15. Today, we wanted to talk instead about what Malaysians actually want from an elected government. So that's what we're asking you. And you can weigh in on that as well. We'll be back after the six o'clock news, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.